We appreciate you taking the time to tune in to our special feature, three-part series commemorating the origins, expansion, and future of ERA King Real Estate. We hope you enjoy session one and make sure you come back and check out sessions two and three. And now on to session one. Thank you for joining us on the Agent Bonus Podcast. Today at Magic Mountain Studios, I welcome Everett and Anna King, uh, the the leadership pillars of ERA King uh, Real Estate, <laughs> in uh, helping us celebrate and commemorate our 50-year anniversary. This is a huge deal. So uh, before I go any further, I just I want our listeners to know who these great people are. So uh, Anna, we'll start with you. Just just give me something brief. Uh, we we know you're in real estate, but Give me something brief to introduce you to well, this Well, um, a lot of people know who I am. So, I mean, you know, my, my, my reputation precedes me, so to speak. Not always good, but uh, but um, been in real estate since 1992. I'm sure you're going to hear how I ended up in real estate, which was ever pulling with me kicking and screaming. Uh, but uh, great company. Great, great. I just, I love it. It's absolutely what I was meant to do. Great. Thank you, Anna. And uh, Everett, if you wouldn't mind. Well, I have never had a real job. I graduated. From, I was always going to just work with my dad. I knew he was in the real estate business, but I had no real understanding of, of what it was. I did get my license while I was in college, but I'm driving home and to go to work with my dad. I'm on I-20, and uh, I'm thinking I have bluffed the University of Alabama out of an education, and my dad's going to find out real quick I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> And that's kind of how it started. I got there, and he said, now that you're here, we're going to grow. I made the third agent in August of 1978. I was the third agent at then Jack King Realty Company. And he said, now that you're here, we're going to grow to the perfect size real estate company. I said, wow, that sounds great. He says, yeah, six agents, two coming, two going, two staying. You and I are the two staying. <laughs> Okay. And that was my first day. No way. <laughs> Very cool. Well, um, Anna Everett, thank you for that introduction. Uh, uh, again, as we talked before, we're just going to keep this thing going if that's okay. So with, with that in mind, let's talk about 50 years of real estate. Like, this is no small feat. There aren't many people out there that can say that, more or less, even in the state of Alabama. Well, so, especially with the same, not just ownership, same family ownership. Right. And uh, this is the greatest source of pride that I think Anna and I probably have as it relates to the business. I mean, yeah, there's no question. This has been a fabulous year, and it's kind of looking mm -hmm. back, going, "Wow!" And and to see how we've grown and 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 what it's become, and the wonderful people that we have with us, it's just it's an amazing and thing. And a lot of opportunity to think about my dad. I get emotional about it, um, but. The, what he did, and Anna got to be really close with my dad um, in a very short period of time. We married in 86, he passed away in 90, uh, but they were, it was amazing how close they got in that four year period or so. But I think you have to start, if you're going to talk about 50 years, same family ownership, well you have to start with my dad. And. I wasn't old enough to appreciate it in August of um, 69. I was 15 years old. 
I had a sister who was 13 and a sister who was 10. And he has the courage to pursue his dream to open his own real estate company with three kids 15 and under. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the things that Anna and I have been fortunate enough to accomplish with lots of help is nothing compared to the courage and just, I, I don't even know the right words that he had, must have had. People would ask him, how's it going? And he'd say, it's going great. And he said, he would, then he would always say, all my life, I've had a vocation, which he says is a job. He said, once I opened Jack King Realty, I had an advocation, which is a career situation where you enjoy every single day of your work life. And those words have stuck with me, the difference between a vocation and an advocation. And um, that's I where can, it started. And, and I can uh, say that for the last 41 years, I've had an advocation. Nice. Well, um, Everett, I'll share a thought that I had um, in in shaping the questions for this for this podcast. Um, you 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 your dad means a lot to you, no question. But from from my vantage point, being being new here currently at the time of this recording, um, I see Jackson, your son, who we've had on the recording. T tell me what that means in terms of thinking about this fifty year lineage and how it seems to seems to appear as if you're giving Jackson the same thing your dad gave you? Well, Jackson is a lot like me. He's going to have never had a real job. <laughs> He's a lot nicer than his dad, quite <laughs> frankly. Let me just go ahead and put that out there. Must be a lot an, nicer than his dad. Must be an every other generation thing. But. A lot like his granddad. He's a lot like his granddad. But, okay. but, you know, my dad would rather be your friend than you do business with him. Uh, you are no longer my friend if you don't do business with me. <laughs> when, when he died, we had four agents not counting us, and now we have a lot because right. I took everything that he did foundationally, culturally, um, and didn't change anything. But as far as on the business side of it, I would, I would hear, we would get calls and would say, Jack, Everett, um, we're going to sell our house. But my boss said I need to list it with another company because they're bigger with more advertising and more like that. And my response, if I wasn't allowed to respond back then, but it made me mad. And my dad's response was always, I completely understand and we will help you, we will help them sell it. I heard that a lot when it was our time to take over. I was never going to hear that again. I mean, I'm. I get it. I mean, um, there was there was probably twenty five hundred people at his funeral, um, but not all of them really did business with us. They just loved him and respected him and whatever. And I thought to myself, you know, I would rather my kids and my kids' kids have a good living than twenty five hundred people at my funeral. And, and I don't mean that to be negative, but that 12 years that I worked side by side, actually in the same office most of the time, with my dad and listened to him talking and just how maybe kind to a fault or understanding to a fault kind of shaped maybe a little harder business edge for me. 
So I was able to take what he was so good at, which was people gathering. I'm, I'm actually a decent people gatherer. <laughs> uh, but then mold that into, this is a business, and it's an important business. It's the biggest thing, anybody, biggest financial thing any family ever does. And it's not just a one-time deal either. You have the responsibility to take care of them for the rest of their lives and their children's lives and everything to, to deliver to them. And my dad was a great realtor, but they were right. We didn't have the resources. So my goal in life was to build the resources. And I will put King Real Estate's marketing and training and support systems up against any company in the United States of America. And I'm not just talking, because Anna and I have been all over America being asked to speak because of the growth that King Real Estate has had in 1990. Like I say we had four agents, one office, now eight offices, and approaching 300 agents. And um, they want to know, how did you get from here to there? Anna started out within the first she made more money selling real estate in the first quarter than she did in the previous 15 years working for a manufacturing company. Uh, uh, Anna was the top agent in the board after her second year and has been the top overall agent in America with ERA five times. They quit giving her the award because she won it too much. Yeah. They Anna. changed it, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> It did get a little boring. Well, well, Anna, can you can you speak more to that? I mean, that, that those are those accolades are incredible. I learned to sell real estate by learning finance to begin with, which Everett taught me. Because I learned that in order to sell houses, people that buy houses know what house they're going to buy. Mm -hmm. I don't really care which house they buy as long as they buy it from me. Right. So what I learned to do was to work the back to make sure that they got the best deal, whether it be through the mortgage company, the the uh, the attorney, the you know, whoever, the inspectors, all the pieces negotiation of the puzzle, skills. negotiation skills. If that's your strength. And I learned from one of the <clears throat> one of the best agents, she's out of Florida, and she she told me we went to an ERA conference one time before I knew that we were going to be ERA. Uh, Everett had already signed, but I found out there. And basically, we were sitting there, and I was watching these agents come on. I was very—I I used to be what was called a young lion. Okay, that's what what it was with ERA, which was the ability to grow your business, but do it through a sense. And I don't care if it's a thirty thousand dollars house or a three million. You still treat the people the same way, and you still care as much about what people don't have as much as you care what you can help them get. So. Okay. That being said, I just learned and I watched the, the agents on the stage and I thought, wow, I could do this. This is easy. I can do this. This is easy. It's just a matter of work. Yeah. I tell the newer agents that come in today, there are two things that are going to make you successful. Number one, caring. And number two, your work ethic. Mm -hmm. If you don't have work ethic, this is not the job for you. If you don't have the ability to work out what people are, are, are about to put their uh, signatures on for 30 years of their life, which we all know they're not going to stay there 30 years, right. but it still has some repercussions on, on what they're going to move forward sure. as far as, you know, are they getting bigger? Are they getting, you know, are the children leaving? Are they going smaller? Are they sizing up? Are they sizing down? Are they getting, you know, I used to say that I love to work divorces. 
<clears throat> because divorces are eight sides if you play it right. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and that's how that's how I kind of got into it. She actually did a PowerPoint presentation on a national level about <laughs> when the business was really bad in, in the, the downturn in the in the nineties, the later nineties, yeah. and. There was, you know, where do you find business? Where do you prospect? So we're trying to find a, a funny little thing. And I remembered her talking about, well, if you handle it right, you can get both sides of the divorce and, and, and all that. And we added up and it came out to seven or eight. And I learned to do that really good. Seven, <laughs> seven or eight sides. A, I don't care which one you like. I, I like both of you. Right. Well, um, let, let me add, and I'm going to put this question on the table. So which it, I, if you both want to answer it or if you want to share one of you wants to it's great um and i'm biased but i've heard this story a couple of times uh, about how we came we came to uh get involved with era as a brand um could you could you share that or <laughs> oh that's you, a good one you can each give your version but I, this is this is one of my favorite yeah, you stories get, you so. give your version first and i'll just correct you when i think you're wrong <laughs> all right so my father passes away, and my first decision was to quit. I was the top salesman easy, but I mean, all he had to be better than three other people. <laughs> but I always felt, and of course, my father's business was a different time when advertising was classified ads. Social media was church and funerals and golf. I mean, like, yeah. simple as that. Well, things were changing by 1990. Uh, uh, we were starting to look at computers. They were just starting in the, you know, fax machine and all that. And um, I felt that we were being somewhat disingenuous when we asked somebody to come work with us and we were both selling real estate. Now, that being said, that 12 years I sold real estate is the foundation of how I know what, what's going on. But I just felt like when you're working with the buyers and sellers, how am I going to how am I going to have the time to sit down with someone I've asked to come join us and teach them what they need to know to be successful? Uh, okay. So my first decision was to quit selling, which was scary because back then we needed four sales a month to cover the bills and everything after that was thing. Well, I could almost do four sales a month and allow she does four a week, but <laughs> so, on a slow week. So, <laughs> So, anyway, the reason I'm starting there is because within six months, we're back up to six agents, but those six agents was doing double the business my dad and I, six agents, were doing because they had the support and the time and whatever that we needed to get them to, to, to help them. So that sort of became the, the core of King Real Estate being an agent development company and, and support company and whatever. So we really take off like a bottle rocket. When my dad passed away, we had less than 3% market share. By 93, we had about a 10% market share. That's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty moot. Oh yeah. We're in a little house. Everybody was back then in, in a, you know, converted over to commercial or professional I guess okay but we'd outgrown the little house and, and we decided and, and it was scary and, and it was scary scary uh, <laughs> but we bought a lot out where the current Anison office is now and the original part of that building was 3,000 square feet which I thought was the Taj Mahal 
and couldn't sleep. I mean, I'm the, it was it was just stressful as it could be. But and we on top of that, we were moving way out where no other real estate companies were. Uh, most of them moved out that way now. Yeah, I, know. I was about to say that. You drive, you drive it <laughs> yeah, down, you yeah, see a lot yeah. of them there. Everywhere, we yeah. Are. But, yeah. Interesting to know that. But, um, so we're building the building, and there is nobody in 1990. We're finishing it, coming to the end, finish it up. We're in early 1994 now, and there's nobody in Anniston, Alabama, Oxford, Alabama, that has any idea how to wire state-of-the-art real estate building for future for internet and computers and, and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, we're just struggling like crazy. Yeah. And I thought to myself, back in the early 80s, J Daddy joined a franchise called Gallery of Homes. They were really hot there for a while. And I learned a lot. I said, man, they have training and, and all this kind of stuff. And it was just really cool. And I said, you know what we need? We need a franchise. They've already got all these packages put together. They can tell us what systems will work with this system and how this will work and that will work. And, and that's what happened. And, and uh, so I call Prudential. Right then they were doing all the advertising in the world. Mm -hmm. And they were big and they rock and all this stuff. And, and I said, I'd like to join your franchise. They said, well, how many units you do? I said, well, what do you call a unit? Then they asked me what my GCI was, gross commission income. I said, well, I didn't know what G was J GCI stand for. Basically, she just told me, when you reach 400,000 GCI, and all but told me when you figure out what it is, and you reach 400. But the Coconut Nut Telegraph went out, apparently, for the franchise Well, then you, then you hit his ego. Okay. Well, then you got his ego. Well, so... Immediately, Century 21 calls me. Well, I don't want to be a Century 21. And back then, there was one on every corner. I want to be us. Right. This guy, and I'm going to turn it over to Anna right now, but this guy by the name of Mike Mancuso, who sold franchises for ERA, was coming in to visit. And I had just, oh, we had a rendition of the office on the homes, on the homes book, uh, 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 Calhoun County Homes. And it was a rendition of new, and I had drawn the ERA logos up on each side of the front of it, and handed it to Anna, and she says, "There is no way." <laughs> so anyway, I was supposed to meet Mike, and I called Anna. I said, "Look, I'm gonna be about 30 minutes late. Would he, Mike Mancuso's coming? Would you introduce yourself and entertain him for 30 minutes, and you can tell him what?" Well, happened. I went in there. I was not happy about it, and I went in there, and I said. I, and I'm a firm believer because I like people to be straight. I like people to tell me, this is what I want, this is not what I want. So when he walked in there, I said, look, I'm a salesperson and I appreciate a good salesperson. I love to watch a good salesperson work, but let me explain something to you. We are not buying franchise. You can sit here and waste all the time that you want to waste, but under no circumstances am I going to pay somebody and they're going to take part of my commissions when I don't need you. You know, and and uh, and he was very very nice. He took it off the cuff, and he we, we started cutting up. And I said, I really don't need to hear all the stuff that you've got because you're going to be selling it to Everett. But I'm going to tell you something: we're not buying it. And so he said, Okay, I understand. And so Everett showed up, you know, and I walked out, shook his hand, walked out, and went to my office. Felt pretty proud of you know, just you know, at least I told the guy, Why are you going to sit here and waste your time when you're not going to get paid for doing this? Right. I, you know, I feel that's you know, if somebody walked up to me and said, Anna, I need to see 15 houses, but I'm not going to buy one, it would at least give me the opportunity to rethink what I'm going to do. Sure. So I was doing the same thing for him. So we go out for dinner that night, and then. About a couple of weeks later. Well, here's the thing, looking back on it. Had we not bought this franchise, 
we would be about the size we were. We were going to run a really nice 10 or 12 agent op- operation because that's all I knew. That's double the size I grew up in. you got to remember, they didn't have internet back then. Right, <laughs> right. There this was no a, internet. That's a good point. There were no podcasts. But there anyway, were no anything like but that. But anyway. They didn't know what that was. Now, uh, back, that back then, I still owned 100% of the business. Right. Does and, it now? No, I don't even. <laughs> matter of <laughs> fact, my 50% is a little less than your 50%. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> But I knew it was the thing to do. I just, I knew it. And, and back then, it was $21,000 to buy a franchise. Uh, today, somebody our size, they'd probably give us a couple hundred thousand to join them. Uh, but we had to go, we, I had to go borrow. Uh, our life has been a 90-day note early on, especially. But on 90-day note, I borrowed $21,000, and I bought the franchise. Now... ERA had invited us up to Beyond Excellence, which was the event she's talking about for agents, and they were speaking on stage. And it was stage. in Vail, Colorado. I'd never oh, been to Vail, wow. Colorado. And, and, and they were paying for everything, and I'm thinking, wow, yeah, I'll take a free trip. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 she, said, I, she says, you know, we're not joining, but let's go to Vail, Colorado. <laughs> really? yeah, if they're stupid enough after I told them that they're, we're not going to buy it, yeah. and they're stupid enough to pay our way up there, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going. I'm going. Well, well. Anna's sitting there at Vail, and my plan was hopefully she would get enamored with it and fall in love with it, and then I'll tell her on the plane ride back. Yeah, he did that too. It was a plan. Yeah. It wasn't a good one, but it was a plan. What she did, she's sitting there, we're sitting there, and you know, looking up on the stage, and these people that we were meeting, and, and she just literally became lifelong friends with three or four of them just immediately. And they were doing, she was doing at that point about six million, six and a half million, which was an all-time record in Calhoun County, by the way. But but these people were doing 12 and 18 and stuff like that. And not necessarily better markets at the time, because, you know, we still had to fort now. And uh, she's watching them speak. She's talking to them. She's, and she would just say, I can do everything they're doing. I can do everything. And in your doing. own market, you're dealing with a lot of jealousies and a lot of, especially when you're, new and you get into the business and you do pretty good. But I mean, I, I, I held open houses in foreclosures just so that I would have a some place to sit because it's a buyer no tree. Okay. And uh, so I was learning and I thought, and but when you go to these things and you go to the world of the franchise, you have people from other places that really aren't that, you know, they want to help you because it helps them to right. help you. Right. And so you, you learn a lot from that. And that's where I, that's where I started so learning. So we're there and she is eating it up. Oh, it was, it, was great. it was amazing. I'm saying this is going to be easier than I thought when I break the news to her. Yeah. Well, we're sitting out there in the audience. There's, there's a good many people there. Um, and the president of ERA gets up on the stage. And he says, we would like to welcome the newest member to the ERA family, King Real Estate out of Henderson, <laughs> Alabama. And I got the hardest elbow oh, yeah. to my ribs that I have ever had in my entire life. Hey, and I, we- as they say that, and I go, Bleh! <laughs> And we go on stage, and I'm like, "Are you kidding? How could you do this without?" So then, you know, that yeah, again, I get I get that silent vote, yeah. which is, you know, I get to complain about it, and then at the end, he gets his way, and uh, it's still that way, quite uh, frankly. Okay, <laughs> but we would both completely agree the difference between us being a very good one office 
Calhoun County Real Estate Company that may or may not have survived the closure of Fort McClellan in the recession mm-hmm. um, uh, because most of them didn't. But we've had people to lean on, systems to lean on. Our best friends in the world, for the most part, are people in the same situation as us. She can pick up the phone, I can pick up the phone, and we can call if we're having an issue with anything. And, and I'm not even talking calling corporate offices. I'm talking the. I'm talking the our agent friends. to agent, broker yeah, to broker. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I, I might call uh, New Jerseyans and say, "Look, we're having this problem. Who do you know that's dealt with this?" And they say, "Oh, well, you know Eddie Wilder dealt with this last year." Yeah. And I'll pick up the phone and call my dear friend Eddie, and uh, I, I got lots of stories about our friends helping us out. And he's already done it. You don't get any extra points uh, for thinking it up yourself, which you probably never would have. And then we just move right on. Okay. When we started to grow, we use those resources for people that had grown. There's a, I can't tell you how much we have learned uh, at the ERA event, sitting at the bar talking to our friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's been, uh, the franchise has been the difference. Nice. No question about it. And I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Nice. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. But as we get bigger, we're sort of, the franchise is the fran- franchise, but King Real Estate has become the brand. Right. And and that's that's pretty cool. And, and, and again, that takes me back, that takes me back to trying to hang on and not forget about where we started and what's going on. I Googled uh, 1969 events. Now, look how far we have come and how long 50 years is to be aiming in the same direction for the same common goal. And to transfer that from my dad to me, to me, to me and Anna, and now uh, to Josh and Anne-Marie and Jackson and and Jeremy and all, uh, our whole big team here. This concludes this episode of our special three-part series commemorating ERA King Real Estate's 50-year anniversary. Be sure to check out our next episode.